Welcome everyone. My name's Brett Foote from Wisconsin, the North American Clarets Burnley supporter. You just got beat by company's big bald head. You're now listening to the DU football show. <laughs> I tell you, Mel, how is it we keep finding this collection of kind of uh, religious people that can come on our show, not say a uh-huh. single dirty word and listen to us say fuck like 80 times? Yeah, and just be okay with it. And we'll say it one more time. Let's start the show. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Put you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right AA, the fucking Gooner Graham. Smell the Lord. Look straight and short. Sam Grammy. Sam Graham. Hello and welcome to the 300th episode of the DU Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League is told by two, well, me, common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston, and I'd love to say across the way from me, but I have no fucking clue where he is. My co-host, Mr. Samuel Graham, I'd ask how he's doing, but he ain't fucking here. So, um, hey, Mel, you're on the ones and twos. How are you doing today? You know, I've had better weekends. Yeah, you've had better weekends? Yeah. Uh, Saturday <laughs> went from so excited to just sad. Yeah, it was kind of really, really bad, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean... You know, I'm, I would just all right. Hey, sorry, oh. guys. My ticket didn't work. <laughs> a little late. Sorry about that. You know, I, you know, at least Arsenal delayed fucking kickoff for me. You guys just kept going, huh? Well, that, our, that how it works? Oh, no, no, no. Our, our people, you, you need to settle down and stop getting so lippy. You're getting close to a booking, okay? <laughs> you know, watch yourself. You, yeah. You're getting a little too excited there. We're recording at the DU Public House just outside the nation's capital. You can check us out on all podcast platforms. Please be sure to rate, subscribe, review, and share with a footballing friend. Should you want to chat with us, there is many ways that you can. Mr. Graham, tell the good people how they can get in touch. Absolutely. It is at DU Football Show on all the social medias. That's TwitX, Tweets, Twitters, Xs. What is it? Call it whatever you want. (laughs) Uh, We're not on threads yet, though. But Instagram, Facebook, uh, at DU Football Show, all those. Uh, And then, of course, DU Football Show at gmail.com to get in touch via email. Graham, I've had enough. Yellow card. <laughs> You're getting booked. That's uh, just, I'm, I'm tired of the descent. I wasn't the trying trendiness. to waste time. None of the forwards made a run. I, have, I can't throw the ball into nobody. You can't force me to waste possession, Mr. Referee. And of, co- and of course, as always, on Monday nights, we stream live right here, wherever you like to check it out on streaming, Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, all that fun stuff. There we are, and Graham, I'm glad to see you finally decided to show up. Thank you. you. I appreciate it. People in the chats were concerned. Well, Bigby wouldn't let me in. Because oh. I didn't have apparently the proper documentation. Do, no. do I need to? Do I need to go to a a, a second booking? Or are you going to keep mouthing <laughs> off? Sam and myself both work in the wine and spirit industry and both have a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirits. So as the red-blooded Americans we are, we vow to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every single show. Mr. Graham, tell everybody what we're drinking because it isn't spirits. No, we're doing a little bit different this week. Mm-hmm. Um, at our very fun, well-attended, and uh, just all-around great day tailgate that we did uh, when the Summer Series was at FedEx Field, our local home stadium, uh, for all things sports. Um, <laughs> That's what we want to call call what the commanders do? Well, sure, we'll call it sports. Yay, sports. 
one of Mel's uh, cohorts, mm-hmm. a, a Villa supporter from North Carolina, yeah. uh, who owns a brewery, brought up a few cases of beer for us, basically to donate to the uh, to the tailgate. So. Um, we promised him that we would do a rundown on those beers and what we think of them. Yep. So we're going to have, we saved a can of each uh, to mm-hmm. do on the show here. So good, good thing we saved a can of each. There because there would not have been. There, there was no more Nothing left. left. Uh, so this is Middle James Brewing Company. Um, and the first one we're going to start with is their sour ale uh, that comes in at 5% uh, by volume. Uh, this celestial brew combines raspberries, blueberries, and blackberries resulting in an intergalactic explosion of tart and fruity goodness that will beam your taste buds to new dimensions. May all your encounters be sour. I know I've seen this logo before. We've had their beers mm-hmm. before this, because okay. I've definitely seen this before this guy. This is right. the one we're drinking there. Excellent. Well, let's go so ahead and crack it I open. We'll and crack that some, open. Uh, and then we've got five, so we're just going to kind of intermittently do them throughout the show. Throughout just, the show, yep. yep. And the uh, guy's name is Mike. Mm-hmm. He, uh, 2019, after a few years of collaborating no. with a brewer named Andrew, in fact, Mike won a contest, a homebrew contest to spend a day with an actual brewer. And that's how he and Andrew met and started collaborating. And he brought up his uh, family and his wife, Lee, who is a member of our Drunkard United Football Club on Facebook, where all the, as Old Freshness says, Kids, you want a little hashtag more? bants happens. I'll take a little more. Yeah, a little oh, more. I will definitely. I didn't want to be greedy, but you know, that's my jam right there. Yeah. About a third Ooh. of a cup will do the trick so you can have enough, you know? Mm, I did drink. This is the only one I did drink on that fateful Saturday. And it was lovely on the hot day. Wasn't too heavy. Super refreshing. Sour, not too sour. I, I do wish it was a little tartar. <laughs> I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. My wife just texted me. And you know, the baby's coming. Right, of course. And, uh, and you always think back to the memes where mm-hmm. um, say Americans will use any form of measurement besides the metric system. Uh-huh. So it's like, you know, that sinkhole's as big as three washing machines or whatever. <laughs> she just sent me a text that says, uh, the baby is as big as a bunch of Swiss shard. <laughs> like refuse to say how many centimeters it is, huh? And it says below at eighteen inches, but it's just funny. The size <laughs> just of made, Swiss shard. It just make me think. Uh, made me think of that meme that about Americans. It's so stupid. I like I like Swiss shard. I can go for a little Swiss shard. I, I, I like uh, steam Swiss shard. Mm. Not bad. I like, you know what else I like too? Mm. Adding kale to soup. Mm-hmm. Yep. What a <laughs> I was leaving them hanging out to dry uh, on that one. That's can good. Can you believe you guys have done this 299 times before tonight? Yeah, I know. You would think this was the uh, episode number one for our fucking dumbasses. It dumb does asses. not show. Yeah, uh, I get the blueberry. I get the raspberry. Um, and uh, it's it, blackberry. It's mm-hmm. it's a lovely little mix of dark berry. Like you said, maybe a touch more mm-hmm. sour, but it's it's a really lovely drinkable beer. Oh yeah, 5%. for sure. I'm. Oh yeah, I'm already almost done with my. Uh, yeah, it's delicious. I um, also would like it to be a bit more tart. Um, mm-hmm. I understand why I didn't go for that. I'm almost a little surprised that it, there, I didn't read any vanilla or lactose because I'm not getting that acid that I normally get off of off of straight mm-hmm. sours. Yeah, I wonder why that is, but it's because it's not did not say anything about lactose or vanilla. But it oh, is there's no. no no lactose or vanilla to it. At it all. is quality. It's nice and refreshing, nice yeah. and fruity. Um, yeah, uh, it's perfectly drinkable, crushable sour. 
Cool. Well, we'll have the uh, peach sour here in a few minutes, too, once you guys are done with those. Graham, you just go ahead and pull a beer whenever the hell you like. And that sounds good. We'll just go ahead and talk about them while we're doing it. So, uh, kids, let's have a great show. That's not going to make a noise, is it? Uh, well, you do have a... Uh, <laughs> Clink. You do have a beer bottle there. There you go. Nicely right, done. Yeah. Do you want not want to cheers me? Like, oh, fuck you, Houston? Is that how this rolls now? <laughs> done 300 of these with you? You can fuck yourself now? Yeah, I'm over it. <laughs> fucking over it why am i not surprised by that at all um we go ahead and start the uh conversation here we're damn near close to 50 fucking bookings that happened this weekend you know what else Every- i like to put in soup <laughs> yeah what's I'm that just yeah, exactly. i'm just fucking with you fucking everybody seemed to get a uh, yellow card this weekend including all the fucking coaches and pep <laughs> Yeah, even got Pep one. got one, which and is yet, strange. And yet somehow Klopp managed to keep his mouth shut. I guess he just knew, like, if I yeah, look at him. Yeah, but Arteta got one for, oh, no, I think Arteta's was for uh, doing a fake card motion. Mm-hmm. But Klopp, like, fell out of his technical area and rolled around on the ground like a little bitch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, But he just failed to get to one. I don't, anything yeah. that isn't him yelling, I guess, is what he's trying to do. So, he, so now it's going to be over-exaggerated movements from Klopp is going to be the new thing. But that would then mean all 10 games would be in the first fucking segment, and we break up the uh, the way we do things. So let's go ahead and chat about the newly promoted side, which none of them achieved a point. Man City 3, Burnley 0, Crystal Palace 1, Sheffield 0, Brighton 4, Luton Town 1. Holland with a brace, and that first goal was four consecutive one-touch passes to then be finished by Erling Holland. Yeah. <laughs> Just it was nasty. It was nasty. And it, what an in, <clears throat> instinctual finish it was. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the way he got on the end of it was just... He's just on another level, man. Mm-hmm. It is no two ways about it. Just picked up right where he left off, uh, you know, six games before the end of the season. Because remember, he was in a little bit of a goal drought. Yes, he was. Well, you think about that, and then you look at that second goal that he had. He was in front of the ball. He somehow managed to maneuver himself back enough to get the foot over top of the ball to then hit it just under the post and into the fucking oh, net. Yeah. Like, just the the core and balance that that took for such a big lad as well insane we normally see that from smaller players they have such a lower center of gravity yeah but for he's amazing he's just the best striker on the planet period uh now let's not but that finish was fucking amazing and then how smart the layoff was to tee him up Mm -hmm. in that manner was was brilliant as well absolutely the case and and you learn that if you give that guy anything more than a foot of room mm-hmm. he's going to make you pay he just he's going to put, oh, yeah. put the ball in the back of the net big time now that's not to go without saying that uh claret's held their fucking own man yeah they they played some decent football here and there they had city pinned back for about six minutes or so uh, at one point it really applied some pressure but couldn't find a finishing touch and mm. ultimately city dealt with everything relatively comfortably i mean yeah this was um, a professional win for city but uh, now, City also weren't necessarily fully at the races either. There was mm-hmm. a couple bits of sloppy passing, mm-hmm. um, uh, a few kind of mistakes, if you want to call it that, in defense um, that they did have to recover from. Um, but they recovered well, and, you know, I mean, that's going to happen. Every, every, You know, everybody's human. There, there's also, I'm going to pepper in a few D-backs throughout the show because there's just far too many to do all at there once was a lot uh rico lewis the city left back went down in the corner relatively early in the match i believe mm-hmm. and um got hit in the head with a green lighter yeah. somebody threw yes. at his head what are you doing 
Um, apparently, it took them about 15 minutes, but they, with the CCTV footage and everything else, figured out who threw it, and the fan was detained and removed from the ground by police. Um, and I'm sure we'll be receiving some sort of lifetime ban and all that sort of stuff. I do love the daftness of these people to think that now that there is a camera system on the field that can pinpoint to a very tight location for offsides or penalties or fouls, that there aren't cameras on them that can't pinpoint exactly the stupid shit that they're doing. Well, and famously, England is the most surveilled country on the planet. Yes. With CCTV footage. Right. Like, there's cameras fucking everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> and you're just like, no, it's no, no, bonkers no. to me. Watch this, mate. I'm going to get away with this one. <laughs> yeah. My team just got promoted, and I'm going to never watch another Premier League match here again because I'm going to get fucking banned. Just it's fucking stupid, man. Idiocy. What I kind of wanted to say more so about Burnley is that it's they played the style of football they wanted to play they played out of the back they were not intimidated by Man, most of it came off there yeah. were those two mistakes really and then one moment of erling holland brilliance and that was i mean that's told the entire and, story basically and even in the second half they kept it going mm -hmm. you know and now i wonder for them is it the teams that play like them that are going to give them troubles or is it going to be the teams that pack it in and go you know, I'm, I'm starting to wonder if their hard opponents aren't going to necessarily be like, yes, Liverpool's very good, but when Liverpool plays heavy metal football, that might play into what Vincent's company wants to play. Mm -hmm. yep. You know, whereas... Well, we saw a few times, which we will talk about in their game, their defense looks shaky as shit still. Oh, God, yes. God, yes. I mean, they, there was a couple of times that Chelsea forwards made it look like Liverpool, you know, like they were Moses and Liverpool was the Red Sea. Yeah, very you know true. What I mean, they were waltzing through the middle. And you a lot are of not cases. wrong. Now, I did find this one very, very funny. Um, the man gets nine touches on the ball. Two of them are goals on one touch hits. He's walking off the pitch. At halftime, you mean? Yeah, at halftime. And Pep is following him yelling at him, giving him the riot act. The camera's in his face. Pep pushes the camera out of the way to then follow him and to continue to get, like, is he supposed to solve world hunger during the match? Yeah, or no, that's Marcus Rashford's the, job. The cure for cancer? <laughs> like, what? <Yeah. laughs> Pep, Pep I, by definition, man did what you wanted him to do. He put the ball in the back of the net a couple times. Well, you know, you know what? The problem is, mm -hmm. is Nathan Redmond wasn't on the field for him to be coaching. Yeah, he needed someone to he coach. He needed somebody to coach, and Holland was probably just the closest person. Because we all remember when he went after Nathan Redmond <clears throat> as, as a Southampton player, and and then he came out in the post-match. It was like, he's one of the best players I've ever seen. Too bad he's 30 or whatever. It's like, <laughs> what are you on about? It's like just such a weird thing to give a shit a about. Nerd. And then it, it, last such year, a nerd. last season, remember he went on and on about Tim Ream. It was like mm -hmm. it's a shame he's thirty five. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Tim Ream was like, I'm thirty three. <laughs> <laughs> such a weird thing. And the funny part was, is you you were talking about with me uh, off mic in the presser. Holland was like, Yeah, I'm good with it. Oh yeah. <laughs> it, so in the post match, he's standing at the desk with everybody, and they were like, you know, went into trouble, you know. There was some lulls in this game as well. Do you guys still have the same hunger? And what's it like working for Pep and all that kind of stuff? And he was like, I mean, I think you can see the hunger in in 
Pep. I mean, I score two goals. I, I do this, that, da, 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 da. And, you know, he still yells at me and he goes, I like this very much. It was like, okay, he's a glutton for punishment. But he was like, I think that shows the hunger. I think that shows that we're still here. We mean business. We want to improve. I can still improve. And, um, you know, but still going like we're just taking it a game at a time. I mean, the kid's got a good head on his shoulders. For sure. Erling Holland, sadist. Yeah. You know what is also a sadist? Anyone who decided to watch Crystal Palace oh. in South, I mean, uh, Sheffield United, the Blades, that was a drug. <laughs> that was, you know what? That's the wise old owl doing what the wise old owl's going to do. But the crazy bit about it, I mean, I'm looking at the stats. I didn't see this game in particular, but I, I'm looking at the stats here. And almost 70% of the ball for Palace, 24 total shots. But wasteful as all get us, they only put eight on target. Uh, they also had a couple called back for uh, offsides as well. So they had it was they. This game should have been a lot bigger than one nothing. But yeah. I have a feeling we get boy. Sorry, keeping you excited here. It's been three hundred episodes, Sam. Are we boring you no, that much? I'm already? fucking tired, man. <laughs> the amount of content we put out. That's how bad the game was. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's my hard hitting analysis. Spot on, right there. Absolutely. <laughs> we were sitting next to the Scotsman in the bar that was watching Palace and spent the whole time talking because well, there's nothing there's happening. Nothing happening. Yeah, I, and that's kind of. Um, so foddering them for Sheffield ends up having seven saves. And that's really about the only good thing we saw from them. It's like what a name, by the way. Yeah. Foddering them. Are we gonna gloss over that? Yeah. Foddering them? Yeah. Pretty great. That's brilliant. <laughs> it's it must it sounds like a shit town. Yeah. <laughs> where where are you from? Foddering them. Foddering them. That's a pun, Sam. Yes, I, I get that. I was drinking a beer, Sam. <laughs> But suddenly he's lively and I got to pay attention, but I'm talking and he's fucking yawning. They um, got a couple of good names throughout this team. One of the one of the defenders, Amedzic. Amedzic, you're going to have a joy with this, bud. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to get you drunk for this. Now, here's my question for you, Sam. The the If this is the Blades' first foot forward, there's got to be cause for concern already, right? Big time. Like, that's just Big not time. good. Um, I get it. Like, I mean, Palace are a oh, bit more expansive under Hodgson than they were mm -hmm. under Vieira for whatever reason. I don't know how or why and, that happened. And they have a very good defense uh -huh. and a very good midfield, and most of it's returned, and they all know how to play with each other. So you know on a defensive side of the ball, there's not going to be room. They're going to make it tough on you, yep. but you got to show something. And they showed Fuck all. Absolutely nothing. Yeah. Um, let's get another one of those beers before we get into uh, right. Brighton and Luton. Or dare I say, Luton playing. Get my way downtown, walking fast. I'm a seagull. Go fuck yourself. Ba -da 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 -da. Uh, all so right. this is the peach. Uh, you have another cup, Sam. You have mm -hmm. fresh cup, so you're, you're okay there. I'm just like <clears throat> chugging, bro. Just chugging, bro? That's how we're rolling. Do I need you to get to a funnel? Are you going to start shotgunning tonight? Is that what's happening? Yeah, why not? I'm sorry, beer. Uh, That's what I didn't expect to do was shotgun a beer with an Englishman at an American tailgate. <laughs> that was pretty fucking bad. <laughs> that was pretty good. I wish I'd had video of that. Yeah, me too. It was pretty fun. There you are, Mel. You can have the rest. I'm just going to drink from the so, game. So, Brighton, um, what, a, what a game. Once they finally got going, Luton held their own for a while. Mm -hmm. um, I was actually quite impressed with them. 
um, overall. Uh, 33 minutes it took or so uh, for Brighton to make the breakthrough. Yep, Solly Marsh. Now, once they did, they really grabbed hold of the game and, and <laughs> took possession over. I mean, they, they had roughly, I mean, almost exactly 70% possession in this mm-hmm. game. Um, but Luton gave it their all. I mean, they were fighting, and Peli Ruddock uh, and Panzu became the uh, officially first person to represent a club in all five leagues, from non league all the way up to cool um, that he got to, to the Premier League. Yeah, match. which is pretty good. Uh, celebrated it by fucking up big time. Yeah, he did. <laughs> now, here's here's a, um, a thought for you. When, uh, while I was watching that match, you know what he gave me the vibes of? FA Cup third round. Yeah. I can you know, understand that. Where where a team just goes, we're going to pack it in and hope that we get a point or maybe we get the replay. The problem is there's no replays. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> and, and it no, just, there's 37 more of these. Right. You should probably try to come out of your own penalty area and, at well, some point. And let's face it, they're not even playing next week because the stadium's not ready. Right. Like, there's only yeah, nine tough. matches next week. It's, it's uh, it, This is going to go very wrong very quickly for them if they don't figure out something other than let's just sit back and hope they don't score. Like, it's not going to go well for them. Hey, Mel, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about the What's uh, the alcohol sour? content on that? I didn't read it out before I handed it to you. It is 5%. Uh-oh. So this is described as a peach sour beer that defines the boundaries of flavor exploration. Mm-hmm. This interstellar brew blends the tangy embrace of sour notes with the vibrant essence of peach flavor. Do not fear, we come in peace. Um, This has got a little more sour to it, and this does taste like it might have a little lactose to it as well, because it has a little bit mm-hmm. of a cream as well. I'm. It doesn't. Okay, um, it tastes like it does have something. Again, very refreshing, said. wonderful on a hot day. I think the uh, description oversells the flavor profile. Could be a little more sour. Uh, vibrant is not a word I would use to describe the flavors of this, uh, but that's not bad. It's just very soft, very smooth. Um, it's a bit more subtle. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I love the can art, though. Yeah, I mean, in com- if you wanted to compare it to a footballer, it's like Phil Neville talks. Yeah. <laughs> it's but like the, a whisper of peach. But the peach is excellent. I normally don't go for peach flavors, and the peach is nice and soft and uh, very accurate on that one. Uh, big thing for uh, the Seagulls, by the way, four separate scores, which is good to <laughs> hey, see. Hey, by the way, we're done with your fucking beer review, all right? Uh, we can still talk about the beer. I'm just kind of bringing it in, you know, kind of doing my thing, you know? Okay, we're all on your schedule, I guess, huh? Is that it? Uh, okay, we've been doing this now for 300 of these. And what we've discovered is, is that I drive the fucking bus, oh, asshole. there it is. There it is. We got to bring it. We're you know, hitting, playing the hits here. Okay. Yeah. We don't, the vein doesn't make an appearance. And uh, do we even do a show? Yeah, that's that's true. What? It is, that's what you all live for. I had heart surgery, you fuckers, and you're still trying to kill me. You sons of bitches. I set up press releases. Take this shit seriously. <laughs> um, now... Sam, kind of taking a look at these three teams, I think from the first week we are kind of already seeing what we thought, which was Burnley's going to play a certain way, which will be attractive. It will get them got at times. I think they'll be. I think they'll be safe though. 
Uh, first thought, yes. Out of yeah. the three performances, I think Burnley is the safest bet. I saw nothing that instilled any confidence at all whatsoever with Sheffield or Luton. Now, yep. Luton could be tough as nails to play his home, to play at home. It could be a very different but scenario. It, we, that, we'll have to see we, because we can't see yet. <laughs> well, and we saw how that helped Forrest greatly. Forrest honestly stayed up last year because they won at home oh, yeah. all the time. They did not, like, they were a fortress, and that was really big. So, yeah, I got to tell you, I, I just, I, I I was not impressed with two of these three sides, and I and I thought Burnley held their own, but Burnley's going to get got a lot when they play this way, that's for sure. Yeah, they definitely could, especially by those at the top end of the league. I mean, against Brighton, I think they'll get picked off. Against us, I think they'll get picked off. Uh, we saw flashes of it from Tottenham a little bit, you know. Chelsea counterattacked well as well, um, surprisingly. Uh, I think that could be a, a thing. But one um, one very, very funny thing that I heard uh, someone say on another podcast was Mpanzu uh, and the, the couple of mistakes he made. They said this is he's putting on display every level he's played at. So this was the non-league display. So next game they play, he's going to play like a League Two defender. And then and then finally the fifth game of the season, he's going to be a Premier League boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can tell you one other thing. We're about to talk about in the next some segment someone who really got got. Oh yeah. Two clubs with a lot of expectations. One had a dream opener, the other a complete nightmare. Newcastle 5, Aston Villa 1. What a bad day at the office. Oh. Um, well, look at the positives right off the jump. New signings, both score for both sides. Um, both those two players in particular, you went, oh, that is exactly the midfield that they've been missing. It's like, oh, Bruno Gimares really needed... Is it Atalia, the uh, the Italian? Yeah, he'd like, like, oh, now Gimares doesn't have two people to covering everything. him. Yeah. This guy's going to get some shit done. And then Diaby, just stone cold, one touch, boom, back in the net. How yep. you doing? Right place, right time. Uh -huh. You're like, all right, we're going to be okay. Survived in the box perfectly. It was well done. And Villa had already lost Emi Buendia, and, it was, and it's been reported that he's going to be out for an entire season. You're like, fuck, that means... And he came on big time at the end of last season. He was crucial for them in that yeah, late run right. that they had uh, to to secure the European place. And and you have you have Are you in mourning. Yes, you, you have yes, Coutinho, black but armband and the veil. And continue. You have oh, you have Coutinho, and Coutinho. I think the the plan for Emmy was Coutinho is perfect to play in Europe. He's a European continent style player. That's going to be great. He's going to offer something really awesome in the McRib Cup. Wendy is going to be our guy in the league. Yeah. And you don't have him. And now you have to play Coutinho all the fucking time. Yeah. And then it goes from bad to worse as I got to tell you when the, when I'm glad they only showed it once, but when Ming's leg hits the ground we all knew. and when you watch a leg hit the ground and not move at all yeah. Oh, yeah. and the player go down, you're like, Oh, he just fucked up everything in oh, yeah. his knee. There ain't nothing. Like, all no. the tendons, the, they all just fuck you. You could tell that's exactly what happened. Big time. Absolutely. It's just such a shame because, again, 
another player that at the end of last season, as they were solidifying that place and chasing that place, was fucking massive for Villa. Mm-hmm. Um, and and he's Mel, a team, he's a team captain for fuck's sakes. He's one of their most important players on and the pitch. As Mel said mm-hmm. uh, in her Facebook post about it today, I mean, you never want to see that for anybody anyway, for any player to to go down <laughs> injured in that manner. But mm-hmm. just how important he was, what a nice guy he was, what because like, they met him. Yeah. They spent time with him. He yeah. came over and found them in the crowd, chatted the whole time, you know, everything. And and for him to – he was sobbing on the on the stretcher because yeah. he knew. It's Athletes in, know. In in a flash, everything. His, his Europe, everything he's worked for, everything he's been training for, and his career might have just gone in one uh, The career is – it's entirely possible. He comes his, back and is not the same player he was. Well, yeah. he's also 31. So like, – Is he that old already? He's an older guy. Wow. So he ain't like – He's not wearing a three lions jersey again. Yeah. It, that like that's, it's over. Yeah, that's the other thing. That's uh, it's, it's it's tragic. It's tragic. The team Villa will be fine. Uh, I have all faith that Unai will figure something out. We still have time in the transfer window. There's there's room to make adjustments. That's the only and, blessing from this. And there's depth. He went Unai went out and got yeah. depth. So well, there the, was the, competition for Ings's place. So it's not like there's not bodies there, but there's something to be said about the guy who's been carrying the line for mm-hmm. that long. It's a security blanket. That's a very, you know. 100%. There's, but there's also, you know, a problem because he's planned for a certain rotation, I'm sure. He's planned for a certain way to do things. And that all just got blown. Mm-hmm. So do we just roll what we got? And, you know, those now three center backs just have to rotate between themselves. Or do we panic by? What, mm-hmm. You know, there's. I don't think Unai panics on anything. Because yeah. he's a vampire. <laughs> that man is not a panicker. Now, my my heart's not. I'm not. I don't. I'm not worried about the team. I'm. I'm worried for. Mings. My heart breaks for Mings, the human mm. being. He is one of the best people out there, and it just sucks so much. You're your veil. Your veil sucks at the veil's rubbing against the microphone. Give me my shot. <laughs> I was going to say, because we haven't even gotten to the rest of it, because... Newcastle after, were excellent. After that, oh, no, we're done. Move on. Next after game. After that, next I, game. I, I, uh, Mel, may I steal a phrase? Uh, Newcastle fucked. Oh, big time. <laughs> oh my god. god. Big time. Nobody oh, knew what they were doing. Everything in. fell apart. Well, it, well the, in the immediate aftermath of the injury and him going off. I thought Villa organized themselves relatively well. Now, Newcastle were on top, but Villa mm-hmm. were dealing with everything for the most part. You know, now Newcastle were well and truly on top in the game. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's absolutely true. 17 shots. I mean, Villa did have 16 shots, but Newcastle put 13 of their 17 on target. Mm-hmm. Villa just six. And, um, and Emmy came up with a couple of fucking darlings in the first half to keep wow, them in it. And, and Emmy really, was up really to his old yeah. <laughs> Emmy was up to his old antics. He could have been sent off for that. Well, oh, we got away with it. We started cheering that in the bar. We got away with it. We got away with it. <laughs> you know why I think he just didn't patting him on the head. Do you know why? Oh, I thought it was like a single finger on the cheek. I thought he like brushed <laughs> him like it went. No, no, no. Almiron, you, you fu- calm down. You, you settle weird, down. Man. You. It was fucking weird. It was a loving embrace. It made me uncomfortable. Short. Be honest. <laughs> oh, is that like how we do our videos for I didn't uh, care our Patreon for it. people? Yeah. You know, do that kind of thing. I thought it crossed the line there. Hey Sam, hey, soon hey. somebody want to find Patreon? How would they go about doing that? Right as I take a drink. Uh, yeah. Patreon.com forward slash Steve Football Show. I like to try and throw them up to you. Thank you need you. to be ready for that. When I mention the word Patreon, you got to figure it's coming, whore. <laughs> got to be ready to dance monkey dance. Right. 
And I, it just... But the floodgates <laughs> eventually open. I mean, the, those last three goals came uh, at... I can't... I don't like the new way they did this. Mm-hmm. 58, 77, and 90 plus one. Yeah. yeah so now, it's like about 10, 15 minutes apart each time. It's not, think, a, not a good look. I think what Emery's got to be upset about is the fact that you let those last two go in, right? Okay, it's 3-1. You're in St. James Park. You're not going to get the win. Tighten it up. Walk out 3-1. Like, yeah. don't don't walk out 5-1. That could have been 6 or 7-1 because mm-hmm. there was more chances as the game went on. Um, I do think... Uh, now, players are obviously going to get used to this. There's going to be less time wasting and things of that nature. And why aren't we surprised that the Newcastle match had a ton of fucking time added on to the end of the game? The first half, we understand. Major injury, that's why there was time added on. But the second half, ton of time added on. I think those players are going to eventually learn that this shit ain't going away. So stop with the fuckery and don't delay as much because that's going to hurt you in the end. But I also saw a lot of this weekend, it felt like teams that were already losing, reserved to losing, they get 12 minutes in, like, this is the prime example, they get, like, 12 minutes put on to the end of the game. They're just like, ah, fuck it. <laughs> you know? It's like, you're like, oh. You, I quit. You gotta, you gotta see that one out, because goal differential means fucking something. Oh, yeah. Eddie Howe also, <laughs> Eddie Howe also, I think, has figured out Callum Wilson's cheat code. Oh, yeah. Super sub. Oh yeah, because he was one that would constantly get hurt. His mm-hmm. hamstrings are like made of fucking this is... paper, and um, you know, like Daniel Sturridge, if you from you know a player gone by that spent a ton of time injured, could have used with a career mm-hmm. as a super sub as opposed to a starter. But uh, Isaac, you know, starts a game, two goals, and then in comes Callum Wilson, as is customary. Uh, we saw most of last season as well. In comes Callum Wilson, goal a game. You know, off the bench. It's fucking awesome for him. Sneaky, sneaky deep team Newcastle has. No, that's Unai Emery. Yeah, yeah exactly. The butler from Mr. Deeds um, is Nickas Nickas there. Also, also what <laughs> we... just like him. Google him. I promise you. What we also have to do before we have Mel do her uh, shot, it was a chippy fucking match. That yeah. game had almost 10 yellow cards in I it. I know. It was. That's part of the reason. So the Premier League app, this is what I was saying. I don't mm-hmm. like the new way they're doing the score sheet. It's hard to see everything. Because it's all spaced out and you can scroll it now. Mm-hmm. And it's annoying. But there's so many cards. <laughs> Just four for cards. Newcastle, four for each team. Yeah, so eight, eight, eight fucking it's yellow nuts. cards. All right, uh, producer Mel, you get to close out this segment with uh, your lovely shot on my lord. Oh, God. I don't know what hurt worse, Mings as injury or five to one, but uh, fuck off up the villa. <laughs> And to start off the second half of the show, we have another beer. Excellent. Why don't, I, why don't we all pour, and then you talk about the beer after that, but I'll go ahead and start chatting, Sounds rounding good. out the rest of the league. And, oh, so that happened. Arsenal 2, Forest 1, Bournemouth 1, West Ham 1, Fulham 1, Everton 0, Brentford 2, Tottenham 2, Chelsea 1, Liverpool 1, Manchester United 1, Wolverhampton 0. As Mr. Graham is pouring currently this i will is say the pale ale aptly named hops fc yep this is the one for uh their club down there the uh the uh, charlestown uh fc team down there yes. races and slots yes uh mike <laughs> that uh mm-hmm. owns this company is friends and an investor in the charleston fc and uh hitch owns that team and also owns the 
Indianapolis Blues. Blues, yep. And this 5. is five point two percent by volume. This one, okay. and this is one I had a couple of at uh, at the tailgate. And as you know, my propensity is more towards a cheap, you know, drinkable beer. This doesn't have too much of a hot bite for being, you know, a quote pale ale. It drinks really easy, and out there in the Ooh. parking lot, it was a fucking crusher. Like that was it was easy as shit to drink. It was just an absolute slammable beer. Yeah, it is delicious. <clears throat> and it being super cold now, it is even better. Yeah, I yeah. Uh, I it, like the dialed awesome. back flavors on this one because yeah. I'm, I'm just not not a hophead. Nailed it with this one. I mean, the, the, if if what you're looking for is you know, five point two, not too high on the alcohol scale. Well, that's the other drinkable. thing I was going to say. It's actually nice to not have big boozy beers for once. Yeah, because like everything now is mm-hmm. anything we buy craft now is mostly seven and a half and up. Oh, especially so when you start getting those dip a type yeah. of world, they just get they get so, so coming big. back down to like right around five is fucking quality. Uh, honestly, mm. I wonder if that's part of the re- part of the reason why the craft brew industry is struggling a bit right now. Because me personally, I've stopped ordering them in bars and restaurants because the alcohol content is just too damn high. Well, mm. the, you know what else is because it's craft and you want to try new things mm-hmm. and see what everybody else is doing, there's absolutely next to no brand loyalty in craft beer. That's the that It's too. a struggle from the start. Yeah. And a lot of distributors are starting to figure out that they now have family deals per brewery. Mm-hmm. So instead of, you know, this one can, this one type of beer being a 5Case drop, for best price mm-hmm. now there's a 10 case but you can buy any of this brewery's beer right because what would happen is you would sell two and a half three cases and fly off the shelf and those other two cases are just sat there mm-hmm. and then and they beer, go to close out and beer we know is not that high of a margin mm-hmm. so they would just end up breaking even on everything they bought because they had to throw the beer one out of code and the small companies don't take it back yeah. so um but no it's this is freaking delicious i, mm-hmm. I love it and again, um, I, I appreciate And I love the some the, what they do. Uh, a couple of the cans like have little quotes on them and stuff. The sours did not. This one does. It says, "Quote: Beer's proof that God loves us." End quote. Ben Franklin, probably. Yeah. Does it say probably <laughs> it's on a, there? In parentheses, probably. I love that. <laughs> it's good. I love that. So I open my tours like with this quote, do and you? I say. Or maybe he didn't. <laughs> Does it matter? Kind of sounds like him carrying uh, on. Well, uh, if you, if for any reason they want to just magically make sure a case of that made its way up here the next I, time they're I in the it. DC area, yeah. we will gladly throw that in the cooler and drink that during the show because yeah. that's really good. Yeah, right. definitely. Same idea as what like the uh, Forward Brewing did for the Naptown, uh, for the Annapolis mm-hmm. Blues, the uh, the Keepers Colch, just yeah. Drinkable, little bit of backbone to let you know you're drinking a craft beer, but that's not anything over the top. Beer. That's well, it's like real what, what good tea brewing beer. did with that uh, all days off for Christos <clears throat> was excellent. Was a very yeah. good Mexican style lager, yep. almost like a Corona or Modelo type of Sp- beer. Well, was, I think I think they said they went for the actual idea was to make it taste like a soul because soul Christos, sponsoring them, yeah, yeah. And Christos just sells a ton of fucking soul, and everybody drinks soul, and that's kind of like yeah, their yeah. go to beer. So yeah, with that all days off, that was kind of the idea. It was pretty, but it was that was also brilliant. very well done, you know. All right, well, let's go ahead and get into the action of everything else. Uh, your boys came out swinging. I mean, they look like a well oiled professional machine. But Newcastle decided to make it a game. They weren't going nowhere. Forest. I mean, Forest. I'm until sorry. until we changed our shape. <clears throat> mm-hmm. When Gabrielle got put in, 
there was one early scare that was um that was squandered mm-hmm. uh marginal offside i think anyway though so i don't know that it would have counted anyway um but they settled in well finally and then pretty much controlled everything my my game was actually probably one of the more boring ones it was uh, i mean it's why it's an so and then we made that substitution <clears throat> and it's like we could we, so one thing you and i praised arsenal for last season especially was there was Mikel arteta's ability to change a game and change mid game right so he'd make a substitution and very often those subs would make impacts and meaningful impacts into the game mm-hmm. right and on the game gabriel impacted it negatively it took him a while to get up to speed up to the speed of the game yeah and i'm not sure what system they switched to but it wasn't great and we found it difficult after that and Forrest decided you know held it together and um and and stole a goal but you know such is and but we got the three points that's all that matters well for for Forrest, you gotta go you know what awoni gets a goal this is what we need this is what we need this guy doing it took him midway through the season to mm-hmm. start putting it in because they did have 837 different strikers to choose from week to week, which uh, made it difficult for them to find the yeah, right no guy. Doubt. But for them, their success really is going to be centered around a guy like Awoni being a 15 to 18 goal scorer. Yeah. And that is not out of the question. He can absolutely do it. He was, what, the number two or number three goal scorer when he was over in Germany? Yeah. Before like he came here? Like, it's. He's very capable of doing it, and for them, that's a great thing to see. And I think as a whole, the big positive for Forrest is there's definite stability to this squad. Yes. And you saw that at the end of last year, and you're kind of hoping for them, as fans like Mark had said a few uh, last week, just kind of comfortably 13th. Yeah. And you feel like first impression, that's exactly what that team looks like. They're going to have yeah. some tough times in the start 100%. of the season, and their start of the season four of their first six are four of the big six. Yep. So expect them to be bottom of the table after the first six matches. The key thing... No, after what Luton did, yeah. that goal difference will mean something. Yeah, but I'm saying they're going to be near, they're going to be in yes. a relegation spot. Don't, as, as fans, don't overreact. I wouldn't panic yet. Cooper's got the ship. Don't get fucking crazy. It'll be okay. Yeah, Mel's taking about 45 fucking pictures of herself. You know, it's distasteful to take uh, selfies at a funeral. Because I got another knee that bit the dust. You two can carry on. In my game. You two can carry on. Jurian Timber, Mm -hmm. new signing from Ajax. Yes. uh, Likely out for the season. Jesus. Uh, Because his ACL no want to play. Right. Exactly. Requiring surgery uh, is the rumor. (laughs) And um, I haven't seen a confirmed report about it, but did not look great. That twenty-seven or thirty-seven million or whatever it was we spent on him, you know, uh, there's a joke in there somewhere about Timber and him falling mm-hmm. foul, but I don't know. Right, I'm not gonna say it. it's rude. Outside of that, you're just your first impressions of your team this season. You're, you're- uh, comfortable. I don't like that. Uh, what I just said about the 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 injury, of course, but about the way we changed our shape, that doesn't fill me with confidence. You know, if we need something different or a plan B, we don't necessarily have it. I think part of that is going to be betting in new players still and all that kind of stuff. And you may see us gain a little bit of momentum and efficiency. Getting Gabriel Jesus back in about a month's time will be will mm-hmm. be huge. And, you know, it's just very unfortunate for, for Timber that, that this happened. I look at your team and I wonder if Martinelli and Saka may very well be the best wingers in all of Europe. Yeah, absolutely. Like the assist. The two of them and I totally think he meant that, by the way. 
stupid good. The assist to Enkedia, mm-hmm. I absolutely believe he meant that. They're now, both. I don't know that he meant it necessarily to be a pass. I think he wanted to get on the end of it, but it was a lovely skill, and he fully intended to drag back, spin it, uh, you know, you know, through uh, both players. I think now he wanted to split them and get onto it. He <laughs> overhit it a touch, but it fell right to Enkedi and he put it away. It was a, it's the and, assist of the weekend. And, and Saka's goal was easily for me the goal of the weekend. Saka's fucking goal. brilliant. Saka's goal. I don't. Yeah, Bowen's for West Ham was real fuck good. The one that he put up in the nineties there. Was uh, it? Yeah. No. Yeah. It was that. One. I've heard people refer to him uh, today as Aryan uh, Bowen. <laughs> and the same thing with. Bakuyo Saka as well, calling him Aryan Saka because it's like a cheat code. You know he's going to do it, but you can't stop it. And it's those two left-footed right wingers that cut inside on their left foot, and you know it's coming, and they fuck you every time. I I saw him make that cut in, and I was saying aloud to the team, I was like, "Don't let him, don't, don't, don't go." Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. we just, he was like, "You," and they stepped off. Like, no, well, no, cut, you when, can't step. When Saka cut in, I just went like this. I just knew. I was like, "Yes, here it comes." He was outside the box. You're probably better suited. Just foul the fucker. And let him have a free oh, yeah. kick. Uh, <laughs> like, also, uh, thank you for. I think it was about seventeen million. Thank you for that, mm-hmm. Nottingham Forest from Matt Turner. Appreciate mm-hmm. that. And what a hell of a piece of business that was. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't Turn really a profit on him and he shipped us two goals. I don't Inside really think, I don't put it on him. I thought he Inside agent. Yeah, I thought he <laughs> no, played and it well from, was deflected. Yeah, exactly. Um and Saka's was world just class. Yeah, world you just can't beat it. Uh moving on to uh Bournemouth and West Ham. Cherries need a late equalizer despite just dominating the fucking stats of the game. Yeah, it was but also pretty amazing. Well, West Ham had 16 total shots, only 3 on target. Uh <clears throat> Bournemouth had 14 shots, 5 on target, yeah. but they had 63% of the ball. But this is also a moist team and this is what we expect a moist team to do. A moist team's going to let you hold possession if you want to, especially when you're in their building. Like you'll go ahead and let them have fucking possession. What a Scottish outview on thing. Yeah. Do right, you want to be a professional footballer? Yes, absolutely. Do you want to actually play the game? No, not at all. I no. want them to have the ball. Yeah. I want to touch it as little as fucking possible. <laughs> you, you know what you're you know what you're sounding like? Robin Williams describing the golf. <laughs> no, fuck no. <laughs> put the whole fucking five hundred yards away. I'm going to hit a ball with a uh, into a golf hole. That's what it was. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah. Hey, hit a, oh, with I'm a straight stick it. like pool. No, 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 fuck pool. It's a little fucked up stick. <laughs> Holy croquet. Okay. No, no. No, not a we big head. A little tiny head you got to hit we, it with. <laughs> and we put the whole hundreds of yards away. I just hear, oh, fuck no. Do you want to play football? Ah, oh, fuck no. And we we just going to put it all behind the ball. we put shit in the way. <laughs> Fucking brilliant. <laughs> Uh, and the, then I put a lake in sand to eat your ball again. I, I would say there really wasn't much in this. Um, for the Cherries, positive. Solanke gets you a goal. They're kind of, you know, you need Solanke and Billing to keep doing what Solanke and Billing did last year. And yes. that is a lot of what your team is going to be centered but around. I, I'm very surprised after what uh, O'Neill did when he um, took charge of the team that they let him go this summer. Yeah, I was quite very surprised. surprised. Well, um, to be honest he with you, looked, he looked pretty good on the sidelines in the game. We're going to finish with that's for damn sure. Yeah, he did, and mm. and I wonder if they missed a trick here. Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, moving on. I mean, there's really not much. It was not a very attractive game to watch. Moving on, uh, Fulham score on their first shot on fucking target in a game that Everton that won me 133 dollars. Absolutely dominated the problem was everton couldn't put the ball in the fucking net which uh 
also prompted, uh, I assume, another D-back situation you're going to probably talk about. That's the cause... one I'm going to save for last. Oh, okay. Very good. Very yeah. good. I can handle that then. Um, <clears throat> here, I'll take it. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Showing off the next this beer. This is the hazy IPA that mm -hmm. we just opened from them. New England style said, I think it said 6.2. Is that correct? 6.7. So this Ooh. one's getting out there. So we're getting up there now. I can't. I'm just going to take a little bit of this one. Okay. Well, then pass it back over to Graham. He'll oh, have yeah. some more. God damn right I will. Yeah. <laughs> You're talking after, Graham's after language. After today, I'm not drinking until the party. Mm. Oh, okay. There you go. Taking, there you that, go. taking the I rest of the week off. Unless the I need to do yours. it professionally for work. Mm -hmm. Hurt. Well, I do have some stores that want to taste things with me because they want to know what I think about it. That's fair. So I don't have to do that. But Yeah. New England is, hazy. Yeah. I'm going to oh, see if they got a quote like on it. this one. <clears throat> little juicy piney on the back end yeah no no quote on this one damn it yeah uh this is this is a new england hazy mm -hmm. this is exactly what it should fucking taste like now this one i had a couple of because that haze that kind of juiciness mm -hmm. is very refreshing to me yeah oh yeah definitely so I had a couple that, of these that at parking the lot that was delicious good. i really like it i i like the fact that it's not too juicy also mm -hmm. that it still sticks to the new england style that has that kind of rind finish mm -hmm. you know and the hop still the kind of hop backbone <laughs> is still is still present and some hazies lose that it's balanced yet refreshing. Yeah. I think a few people with uh, the Everton match are going to feel like they were hard done with uh, Jared Leno um, going over top of Tarkovsky and basically knocking the ball off of his chest while Tarkovsky didn't move at all. Bird Leno. Yeah, what Bird is with Leno. you in names today? Bertrand Leno. <laughs> no, his name's Bert. Burned. Burned. Yeah. Okay. Well, Walt. <laughs> Walshes. Walt. Hold some respect. I'm going to call him Bert. Now his, his name is goalkeeper. His name is now definitely fucking Bert from here on out officially. <laughs> now they just need to sign an Ernie, so I have a Bert and Ernie. It'll make it even better. His name's not Bert. It's burned. Okay, Bert. Um, so, <laughs> uh, sake. actually, Leno had himself an amazing match. No, he, he, made still, a, he stood on his he head. He stood and, on his head. And Bobby De Cordova Reed did well to score that goal. I mean, know. it was a you know not the easiest of chances. It was, it was pretty well done. But um, Bert Leno definitely got away with one not uh becoming a penalty and a, a few you know fair, but but also i think fulham has just as much of a fair argument to say right at the end of the game there could have been a handball called that wasn't called yeah so fair so but they also they they also were the recipient of some poor everton finishing yeah um you know kind of lucky like mope's uh chance the, the biggest mm -hmm. chance that he had he puts that either side of leno even if he puts it high Leonard's not getting to it. It's point blank. Yeah. You know what I mean? He kicked it straight at his chest. Yeah. If, you know? If, um, you know, Decore early in the match doesn't take the hit and maybe just touches it, mm -hmm. it's to a wide-open gardener who right. taps it in the back of the net. You know, it's a... Yeah. In, um, I don't think Mopay's going to be the starter, you know, anymore. Well, I think, we're gonna I think they wanted to see what... Did they wanted to give Dan Juma a little bit of a run, not a full run, and... You're still kind of waiting to hear what what it is with Calvert Lewin because we've been told he's healthy. Now he missed this match because they couldn't get the bubble wrap off in time. Um, no, uh, birth, <laughs> birth of a new child. Oh, okay. Yeah, that that evening, his wife gave birth. So I yeah, gotcha. new new child. That so, evening. Yeah. The game is at three p.m. Yeah, and you know, not everybody could be Archie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who famously wife ha was in labor, left. 
came, came to soccer dub, scored a hat trick, went back, she gave birth. <laughs> the like I don't know. Uh, most stadiums now now you know. And I shit. believe his answer to us was, hey, "It's the third one. I've seen <laughs> two already." Two already. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that's what he said. The um the other thing I I would say about uh about that is um most stadiums have like a cat scan thing there they mm-hmm. have you know for for serious injuries you don't even have to go to the hospitals the doctor can take care of you as long as you don't need surgery right right away um like for crazy broken legs and everything they take you straight to the hospital but for you know for ligament damage and that kind of stuff a lot of they do mris there at the stadium in a lot of cases you know uh x-rays uh, that kind of stuff you know little minor breaks and all you know they can take care of that stuff there she couldn't have just given birth in the physio's room. <laughs> how, how do you? How they've do you got, think they've got fucking cortisone? Ask your, <laughs> ask yourself this question: How do you think your wife would feel about giving birth on a trainer's table? Listen, uh, I can't do it on this show, can I? I was gonna say her opinion doesn't fucking matter, does it? <laughs> but that's for injury time, which you can find at Patreon.com. There you go, that a boy. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and do my shot. Uh, disappointing, uh, very much a smash and grab for Fulham. Uh, they need to hurry up and get uh, Adama Traore bedded in, and uh, they're probably also likely getting Amari Gray, uh, Damari Gray from the uh, from Everton. They were worked down the flanks by Everton. Alex Wobi had the left hand side of the field all fucking day long. They need to get they need to get some winger help quickly. Um, the bones are there, but the bones are old. So yeah. you got to. I'm. But you I, can see Sean Dyche's philosophies are taking well, hold. I'm talking about Fulham, where the bones oh, are yeah, there, yeah, but yeah. the bone, bones are old. They, 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 they've got the talent to be a perfectly safe team. But if shit goes wrong, attitudes go the wrong way. They they need to watch that. That's on a razor's edge. And with, how Fulhamish of them to help you get out of financial fair play problems. Yeah. Well, and hey, we're not in the relegation zone this week. We're fifteenth place. Woo! Yay! <laughs> brilliant. Absolutely fucking brilliant. I believe Villa's in the relegation zone, aren't we? Yeah. You're dead last. Dead last. Oh, and fuck. Newcastle's on top of the t- on top of the league. What is happening? What <sighs> fucking twilight zone are we living in? <laughs> Get fucked. <laughs> uh, Alan did already have his Facebook post of we are top of the league. Yeah. Said we are top yeah, of the league. It won't last long. Bro. Well, you know, Don't let, let, him, let him have his moment. He's, you know, he's he's excited about it. That's how it's going to go. If, um, if fucking Newcastle end up winning a Premier League title before Arsenal win one, another one, I'm going to be livid. I'm going to be fucking livid. Prepare to be livid. Uh, anywho. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> um. I'm going to say everything about the game first and foremost, and then we'll get into the kind of oddness of the injury that happened. Um, Bees have proven they can get goals. Like, they don't need Tony. Wissa and Wepu know what they're I doing. I think both of them are quite underrated. <clears throat> yeah. I, they're, why Why do you think I drafted him first pick in my second round of my uh, fantasy draft? Because oh yeah, the Wiesa, guy's going to fucking score goals. Oh, Wiesa scored a ton of goals for me last Wiesa, season. Uh, and Wepu. I, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Wiesa last season fantasy yeah. scored, scored me a ton of goals. Yep, absolutely. He was guaranteed to come off the bench, essentially, and and was quality every time he did. Um, and Buemo, nine goals and eight assists last season. 
Now, by yeah, the way, yeah, yeah. like 17 goal involvements. It's, mm-hmm. you know, that's a fucking quality mm-hmm. contribution from G- a wide player. Guy's going to probably get 12 to 15 this year. And took an Ivy Tony-esque penalty. Yeah, he did. He did they a little just, hop thing. And then just slotted, slotted it, it in away. the corner. Yeah. It was pretty, <laughs> pretty, pretty fucking beautiful. Also, best beard in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. And Buemo. Well, and also the children wept because uh, Son got, you know, called for a VAR. You know, that all after the play went all the way down the field and completed, and then they went, ah, let's bring it on back and take a look at that one. Yeah. Uh, the goal, the first goal that gets scored is Sergio Romero, and he immediately goes out, but it's because right at the start of the game, there's a head to head collision with him. And I want to say it was Genel, but I'm not positive for uh, Brentford. I think that's right. And <clears throat> the two of them collide, and they go through the the the. Uh, concussion protocols and it seems like he's okay right it seems like he's gonna be fine right and then he goes he scores the goal and after he scores the goal like you could kind of see him like like he was kind of already walking to the side like you know how like a drunk person will be like you're like oh that no go so good that header for mr romero now did it that rang the old bell yeah i find it strange especially as a center back that if there was any concern as to what was going on, that they would let him get in any way because I would argue probably more than half of his job is heading balls out, whether it's defending corners, long balls, goal kicks. Like, more than half of his job is heading the ball. Going up offensively, as we saw here, if it's a pacey, like, Jared Bowen-type small winger, mm-hmm. you maybe could be forgiven... Because they don't, that's not their job. Typically, that's not the number right. one job requirement. But for a center back, like or, or for, like for goalkeepers diving all the time and they're mm-hmm. they're catching loads of whip on their necks, uh, you know, if if they're in a concussion protocol, I'm surprised that they allowed him to continue at the from that point. Yeah. To to where this there could be. I don't think there will be because. You know, it, it seemed like a just a regular header and stuff, but you never know. There could be permanent fucking damage from that. Yeah. If he's if he's in a bad way and, and hurts it further. And there are grades to concussions. It, it could be a, a slight, you know, kind of tiny bruise on the brain. It could be a fucking massive traumatic brain injury as well. You know, we saw that a lot with um, the Miami Dolphins uh, quarterback mm-hmm. in this country. Tua, that, yeah. The Tua that had, what, fucking... Uh, four. I don't know why I went all Irish there. Fucking, fucking four concussions, didn't he? Uh, and we like, know. And like we know two, why. In like two seasons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, his hands started going all wonky. I mean, there's neurological damage there. Right, of course. So for somebody who's... Pri- and they, those fuckers wear helmets. For somebody whose primary job is to head balls that are traveling at a high rate of speed and they're not soft. Mm-hmm. If he's under concussion protocol, why wouldn't you have taken him off in the first place? Yeah, yeah, it was interesting. Uh, it just doesn't make a lot of um, sense to me. Maybe it's because uh, Spuds can't defend. They really, that I think that's going to get them a lot this season. I don't see where they're a resolute defensive side. No. At all, which is funny because. And it's also quite telling that the two goals <laughs> did come from defenders. Now, as yeah. we said earlier, Son did have one chalked off, mm-hmm. but. Um, I thought, you know, everybody, there's question marks, especially with Kane leaving and how demoralizing that is. Brentford's a good team. We've discussed that. They they played that money ball. Everybody's quality. They're, in a lot of ways, they're like Brighton, where they just find these gems. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. that that nobody else is is really you know on their radar. Now Brighton lose them more often than Brentford do, so there's a bit more cohesiveness in that Brentford team. Um, but um, I don't remember where I was going with this. Well, you know what? That's good. We've talked enough There's about a point to that. We've talked enough about Spurs. Let's keep it rolling. Let's get on over to. Uh, oh, I was sh- surprised just how organized they were. <clears throat> Postacoglu like had them going. Mm-hmm. That's not bad. And um, I actually didn't mind him as a coach. I thought he was pretty good on the sidelines. I thought he was entertaining, good mm-hmm. value for money, and the team seemed to have responded to him. Yeah. I I'm just I feel like they're a team in transition. I thought James Madison had an excellent game as well. Yeah. Oh, he's he's going he's to be, be a huge addition for them. Very much so. And they're still not going to win anything. And Richarlison's going to benefit very well from having him directly behind him, feeding him the ball. That's absolutely. Sure. And you know what? We can all look forward to the Coys not doing anything, as Portnoy put it. Yeah, the Coys. Dicky, <laughs> fucking Dicky. Portnoy uh, called him the Coys, and then um, I'm pretty sure uh, Smokey shared the meme mm-hmm. of wrestler Kane signing for Bayern Munich and yes. I was like it, I said that it wouldn't surprise me if Portnoy thought that's who they showed who yeah. they sold yeah, for exactly. real Undertaker's the, brother yeah yes <laughs> Kane uh, no he's 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 off running a government in like he's a mayor somewhere is he yeah he's like a mayor in North Carolina Tennessee and I don't think he's a, I don't think he still is yeah, the he, well-trodden path of the WWE to local politics because yeah. didn't Jesse Ventura was the governor of Minnesota yeah, or something was governor of Minnesota oh, yeah that's <clears throat> weird keeping it rolling I never um, saw him outside without a shirt on he's a bald man with a beard Chelsea Tell Sean, Sean Dice probably telling Jesse yeah. Ventura he's hard out yeah. uh <laughs> Chelsea Chelsea Liverpool this was a very open match this These deserved was... to be in the second segment yeah personally I d- but I didn't I want disagree. you to you know I didn't want to I didn't want to step on your toes yeah, I don't disagree Since with that. Since you've already shown how much of a tyrant you are, so I didn't oh, want I was fuck was entirely off. Settle down. Tried to replace me or something. I, there was no way to make those two stories tie together. That's the reason why it wasn't in the about, second. These are segment. good fucking games. That's not uh, good enough. No, that's not a good enough opener to a segment. That's not. It's not. That's why I drive the bus, and that's why you fucking color in the fucking uh, drawings that I make for you. Okay, <laughs> get back to doing color analysis, jackass. Why don't you grab me another beer? Lentils is what I was gonna say. Okay, cool. I don't well, mind lentils and soup. Okay, well, why don't you? Why don't you go ahead and get me another fucking beer? And Correction. Uh huh. Glenn Jacobs, aka K, is currently Kane. the mayor of. Yeah, Kane. What? What is with y'all? I don't know. Kay? Does he own a jewelry Kay? store too? Kay. <laughs> Currently the mayor of Knox County. And now, and now he. Oh, uh, you know who his deputy mayor is? Mm-hmm. Hard Knox, mankind. <laughs> Mick Foley. <sighs> <laughs> that was a good one. You can't yes. lie. That was a really good <laughs> Not one. Bad. This game. Keep talking shit. I'm gonna get Sako out. <laughs> Okay, honestly, guys, I really wanted this show to be under an hour. We're not done talking about the games. We're over a fucking hour. Let's keep it rolling. <laughs> 300 and still going strong, baby. <laughs> this was a surprisingly entertaining match. Uh, now, I would say it felt like it was all Liverpool at first, and I would equate that a little bit to how their midfield was set up. It felt like they decided we're going with six attacking players and middle of the field be damned and we're just going to pressure the shit out of you and Chelsea had a problem with that for about the first 20 minutes and then Chelsea figured it out and had no problem with it after that I want to know why they don't have a shirt sponsor yeah anybody make mention of that 
That was interesting. And they're trying to do their best Forrest, who also, for the second year straight, doesn't have, have a shirt sponsor. sponsor. They gotta fall foul of some financial fair play. I, I think. I think both of those teams are just looking at FFP and going, "No, fuck you." <laughs> hey, FFP. My balls. <laughs> yeah. I think that's exactly what they're saying. To that him right that now. should be their shirt sponsor. Just a picture of a sack. <laughs> just my balls. <laughs> it's just written. Yeah. Um, no, nah, you know what? I was pleasantly surprised by this game because I was going into it with the sour taste still in my mouth from that absolutely pointless game they played uh, on that Thursday night as we were catching up fixtures towards the end of the season. That was oh literally one of the most boring games of football I've ever seen in my life. He was watching Pink Drum. So this was this was good to see. Uh, I think Pochettino's doing pretty well um, organizing that team. There aren't a lot of new faces uh, mm-hmm. this this season. Mm-hmm. Jk, yeah, exactly. uh, there's a ton of new faces, uh, and it's almost like uh, Tiago Silva's like a concierge at a hotel, just constantly showing people around and introducing them because there's so many new people there. Well, and it's a ton of young kids as well. Yeah. Uh, yes, producer Mel, what do you got? For uh, us? Apparently, Chelsea does not have a shirt sponsor because they tried to get Paramount Plus to be their shirt sponsor, which would have affected a lot of streaming rights. Ah, considering they're on Peacock. Peacock. I know initially they were going to stick with three, but that was a betting site, and the fans were just having a fucking, like, shit fit over that, so they dropped them. And, okay, interesting. So they wanted Paramount Plus to do it. That's like a direct spit in the face of uh, of a streaming channel that fucking covers all your games in a major fucking market. It's an American company, yeah, yeah. as well, with an American owner. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Did Pete, did, did NBC fuck him off in some way? Nah. With the Dodgers or that, anything? That or, or and it also could be Paramount Plus is trying to make a play for the Prem. That could always be the case because they do handle all the Champions League stuff currently. I hate their search menu. Mm-hmm. On Paramount Plus. Okay, it, it sucks. Let's get to the game. <laughs> no, it's a good game. It was a good game. Um, uh, Luis Diaz opened a scoring, and then uh, Di Sassi mm-hmm. uh, did his best. Him. I a uh, couple of goals got called back as well for uh, for offsides. Yep. Uh, and a little interesting bit there towards the end of the match was. Um, Mosul was all over the fucking place. Yeah, he had himself a hell of a match. <laughs> well, that was, made me think of it. it was one of the goals that was chalked <laughs> off. He was fucking everywhere. Yeah. It was what a performance! Yeah, it's. I think you're going to see Reese James and him really probably thrive under Pochettino, being able to play up the wings and and kind of create and do more. And he's going to let those younger kids kind of just sit in the middle of the pitch yep. and go let, let let these guys get you the ball. Now, Salah gets subbed off and uh, no so happy about a little it. hissy fit, didn't he? Yeah, and what was even funnier was uh, Klopp acknowledging seeing that he was not happy with it. Klopp just drank water, let him fucking be. Like, normally Klopp's like a, no, 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 let me put my arm around you and talk to you because I'm going to make it all better, which normally makes it worse. Yeah. It it's just very a, patronizing. Yeah, very. When he does that, honestly. Oh, God. Yeah. And well, and it's intentional. It's, it's yeah, yeah, with, yeah. With, with him. It is him reminding you, I'm, I'm the in guy charge. in charge. Yeah. You know, and it's that's, you know, it's like whenever we would get our asses whooped by a team at, at, at uh, you know, Soccer Dome and their players would come up to me to tell me how well I played. And it was like, yeah, I might have made, you know, fucking 20 saves, but I also gave up 10 goals. So stop telling me I'm a good keeper. Like, I feel like dog shit right now. Leave yeah. me alone. I feel you. You know. But both things can be true. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. look, at Ben Foster was always excellent. We always thought he was excellent. Yep. Watford let him down, honestly. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, he was always a quality goalkeeper. 
Now, the other question uh, here, Wolves should be happy with the effort until the very end of the game. And you have to imagine Ten Hag is not going to be happy with Manchester United's effort. This was all fucking Wolves at Old Trafford. Yeah, big time. However, uh, the end of the game, I'm sure this is the most important thing we're going to talk about, is that no call. Yeah, of course. Um, You know, Rafael Varane got a lucky goal, essentially. United did not deserve it. The first half was as boring as that Chelsea-Liverpool game I talked about at the end of last season. The first half was miserable. I listened to it on the radio, which made it even worse because I couldn't even fucking see anything. I had to try to have a picture painted for me of nothingness. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was terrible. That The best thing I could equate that first half to was an episode of Seinfeld. Huh? Nothing happened. Um, Wolves at least had some opportunities, but nothing from from United at all. It was yeah, just... It was horrible. And and then he Absolutely made changes. Horrible. He made changes and nothing really happened. Like, nothing the, changed. I don't know if it was... I, did they end up like going to three at the back instead, like with the Lindelof substitution? Like, I don't yeah. understand how they changed their no, they, shape. They got uh, Mar- they got Martinez out because he had already had a yellow early, very very early on. So and they he had, is a bit of a hothead. Yeah, so they so, got I mean, him I guess out. Cause... That makes sense. But it's just I don't know. The whole thing was really strange. I think Tim Howard said it best. So let's talk about that because yeah. that's the. In, really, that's the talk, the talking point of the game. Because yeah. the Varane header was just kind of lucky that right. and, they were in that situation anyway. And four Wolves, where I say you need to come out of this positive, it's it's Gary O'Neill comes in. The team seems to be paying attention. They're all ready to rock and roll. And they played well for him. And the team's got talent and they looked good. That's, that's the important part. But then um, in extra time, uh, Onana comes out of the goal What's mouth. Onana, I hear you. Then goes out of the goal mouth, goes over top of um, one of their attackers. And both arms, misses the ball, swipes right through, knocks him down. Definitely a foul. Without a doubt, a foul. VAR doesn't even look at it. Nope. Gary O'Neill sees a yellow card for complaining. But like you said, uh, you, you hinted at... Um, both the Robbies at the end of the match was like, it's a foul, it's a foul. And what did Tim Howard say? Have you ever seen it given? It, mm-hmm. of course, is a foul. Have you ever seen it called? Have he, no. I, I did that. Yeah. Have you ever You've seen that, that call? Yeah. Have you ever seen that call? No, because no. goalkeepers are afforded a, a bit of leeway in a lot of those, yeah. those cases. In 50-50s that aren't really 50-50s. Yeah, you're going to get away with are it. are rarely called for that unless you grab an armful of jersey, mm-hmm. a handful of jersey, or you like literally punch someone in the face yeah. when the ball's not there. You're going but to get away with it. As long as the ball is making contact with the player and you punch them in the face, you're not called for that either, typically. Right, precisely. <laughs> All right, um, our last beer, Mr. Graham. Go ahead and talk about that, uh, and so then we'll uh, do our final, uh, we'll do our betting segment. This is the American IPA, 7% by volume on this one. Um, this is part of their flagship series, so this is the main line that's available all year round, uh, and it's got a, a what looks like a skull with a pilot's helmet on and a hop beard, which is, is pretty good. Is this the last beer? Uh-huh. This is all the right. last beer. So one of the guys at the tailgate, and I would call him out by name if I could remember his name, mm-hmm. but it was toward the end when we were like down to the last few, and this was the last of uh, Mike's beers to be there. And he went, oh, he gets into that bitter hop stuff. Oh, it's so strong. I can't. 
What a fucking pussy. This isn't that bitter. No, this is a delicious beer. It's delicious. This is excellent. From the way the guy was painting it, I was expecting this to be a bite of pine. A big hot bomb. No. Big yeah. It's got pine and it doesn't doesn't fucking kill it's you. Not no. Astringent. no. It, it's, this is delightful. This is probably my favorite of the yeah. bunch. I'm glad Very it was clean last. and drunkable. Yeah. Very clean and drinkable. Drunkable. drunkable. He said drunkable. Yeah, I like drunkable. <laughs> <laughs> 300 episodes, people. Man, That's we got a lot of names for this one, don't we? Yeah, well, let's just get to the fucking betting. Sure Money. So, Sure Money, in case you are new to the show, is the segment in which we make <laughs> informed quality bets. Sam, you're supposed better, to say that without laughing. To better help you. With your bets. Sammy, why don't you remind everybody how you did last season, if you could? Uh, I was down $1,000. Okay. Uh, uh, we'll talk to Pat in a moment. Uh, uh, our friend, our degenerate gambling friend, Pat, uh, will be on shortly. I lost all 37 bets last year. <laughs> I finished minus $3,700. Yep, yep. <laughs> it was absolutely pitiful. Um, attached to the Patreon is a GoFundMe for my kid's college education, by the way. Um, so why don't we start with your bet, sir, uh, and tell us what you have. Well, it's a new season, and while I did better than Graham, it's time to finish in the money. So I'm going to use my tried and true system. Big Sam's Lock of the Week. I know it will work. I know it'll work. <laughs> and besides, Mr. Graham, 50% of the time, it works 100% of the time. It's not how odds work. <laughs> it's exactly how odds work. And we don't look at last year's odds. No. It's, it's, it's really how it works. It really is. Um, I'm going to open with a uh, four-way parlay of all favorites. Uh, Arsenal, City, Liverpool, and Chelsea all to win at plus 441. Okay. safe Safety first, I guess. <clears throat> there you go. Mm -hmm. Not too shabby. It's I also went safety off. first. You'll hear mine in a minute. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, yeah, hopefully by City, so Arsenal can be first in the Premier League. Oh, yeah. there you go. That'd be nice. Now we have our degenerate gambling friend, Pat. And now it's time for our degenerate gambling friend, Pat's Pick of the Week. Hey, buddy. What's up? Hey. We'll fix that in post, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I love how he caught on to when you said, hey, buddy. He's like, oh, that's getting fixed in post. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Yeah, how's the summer going? Pretty damn well. Uh, busy, crazy. We've been doing all right. You know, how's it going in your world? Uh, what's busy like? I don't know, busy at work. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> so that was only got like four brands, bro. <laughs> Are they just sending y'all out in like Toyota Yaris's to do oh, make deliveries? Our routes getting cut. I'm doing the other people's routes. It's crazy, man. That Fuck. sucks. But regardless, they get plenty of time to play golf and drink beer. So there you go. Nothing wrong with that. The finer things in life. Yeah, absolutely. All right, man. Let's see what you have for uh, for betting. How'd you finish right, last so year? First off, I think you won everything, didn't you? No, I finished uh, a thousand under. I thought uh, I beat Sam out. I thought you were like eleven or twelve, but you know. Yeah, you, not, beat, but you beat me, and I. So I thought you were like eight hundred, and yeah, I was I a thousand. Like but, yeah, but, I, but I it's right. You beat me. It doesn't matter. You won the damn thing, and you were still down almost to G. <laughs> yeah, the, the a thousand. No, I, I just looked at my last email, and I, I bet eighty-five on a parlay that you know was never going to hit, for, and uh, I was down a thousand even. Nice. Got it. All right. So what you got to start this season off? All right, gentlemen. Best time of the year. We're all even. Yeah, and, we uh, are. We, we're all going to have a banner year this year, right? We're 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 going to be in the in the black by the end of the year, right? All that's, of us that's will be in the black, yeah. And we'll actually have a proper. 
podcaster. I love the positivity. We all know. All right. Amazing. We're all really good betters. Like Mel's a good cold reader. We're like the best readers. <laughs> betters ever. We're going we're gonna to do it. Absolutely. All right. So I'm going to start the season off with three $100, game, uh, $100 uh, uh, games. Um, so, for, so I'm going to bet $100 on each, just to be clear. Uh, so I'm going to take Fulham over uh, Brentford at home for plus 165. I'm going to take Manchester United over Tottenham for plus 123. And I'm going to take Aston Villa at home over Everton for minus 162. So if I win all three, um, I'll win 350. Um, but I'm just looking to make, you know, hit two out of three would be nice. would be perfect. So that's it. That's it. Not good gambling. Yeah, especially because two out of three isn't perfect. Three out of three is perfect. <laughs> no, I mean, but no, I'm saying two out of three will still put me plus in, money. In the money. I got you. All hey, good. Meatloaf, meatloaf sang, two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> yeah. All right, bro. We'll really appreciate it. We'll, uh, we'll catch up with you next week. All right, y'all. Have a good week. All right, brother. All right, and finally, for what you've all been waiting for, the most quality of quality bets, I'm going for a very conservative for me. Nine-way parlay. Three-way parlay. Thank you very much. Uh, Forest over Sheffield United, uh, Liverpool over Bournemouth, and Brighton over Wolves at plus 314. Terrible with money. This is a sure thing here. <laughs> yeah. Okay, this is a sure bet. And actually, you know, I like doing the fun stuff for the show, and, you know, everybody roasts me and everything. That's fine. Yeah, I got thick skins. No problem. Uh, in real gambling this weekend, just want you to know, made 40 bucks on the city game, uh, had a three-legged parlay on Saturday, pay me $133 on a $7 bet, uh, $15 bet, sorry, and then a $7 seven-leg parlay came in today with Manchester United shit and went over Wolves uh, for $188. So uh -huh. I won uh, 360 bucks this weekend, and I'm damn fucking proud of myself. So um, y'all can suck it. Mel, you, yeah. you'd be proud to know. I didn't bet anything because I just kind of forgot that I had an app that I could fucking bet the matches <laughs> on. I was like, oh, yeah, I could have bet. Oh, uh, well. This is a pre-show anymore, Sweet Cheeks. Yeah, I'm not really just... Eh. Oh, good. Eh. Well, nice to know. Honestly, it's funny since we've gotten on uh, online gambling and being able to do sports betting, I have not really jumped into it. It's just been meh to me. Well, how does it feel, Mel, that know someone else's husband is bringing on the bacon and yours is sitting there going, meh? Oh, well, I've been used to the meth for a while. Uh, Mr. Graham, somebody's definitely brought home the bacon this month, and she oh, I is. I know, you had to have heart surgery. Uh, and and, and uh, Princess, you're fully aware of how bills are getting paid, oh, right? Yeah. Hey, Mark Turner, how you doing? <laughs> well, you know what? I can't be bothered with gambling, much like uh, fantasy sports, but you know who can be bothered with gambling? Well, Kitty has enjoyed her summer holiday and is back to show you boys how to bet football properly. So this week, I gave Kitty Aston Villa hosting Everton. Now, Kitty quickly showed me a picture of her at the City Open. It's DC. As a ball chicken for the final where Dan Evans won the tournament. She's pretty quick. We've seen her run around quite a bit. She in the almost backyard. won the beakness that year. Yeah, yeah, you know, fast uh, one. Now, we already know Her Highness Lindsay was there to see Dan's victory, but, uh, and both are massive Villa supporters. Mm hmm. You know, coupled with Kitty's disdain for Everton. She does not like her some Everton, that's for and damn so sure. so it's obvious that Kitty is picking Villa to win. And you know what else is obvious? What else? 
that all of your listeners need to learn how to gamble legally and responsibly. Very good. I love it. It's no sound cue to press now. It well, feels weird. I know. I was going to say you hit a sound cue incorrectly and then that you're going to edit out in post. I know, but it makes me just kind of go. <laughs> I love calling our mistakes out as the best. <laughs> <laughs> It's I mean, so much fucking fun. I'm, I'm, I do hours of production. Hours of graphic design, hours of press releases, and behind the scenes, I missed three buttons. She's going to have a list of names, and it's going to be, the name of the show is going to be called Edited in Post. That's for damn sure. (laughs) It wasn't, but now it is. (laughs) Oh, man, that is. edit that out and pick one of the other ones. (laughs) (laughs) Alrighty, that is going to wrap it up. Mr. Graham, any parting words? Yeah, so there's uh, two other people i wanted to call out and also again i'll say this as a you know first show of the new season if you don't know what this segment is this is how we close the show um these are our d-backs or uh in other terms are don't be a cunts mm-hmm. um we are of the feeling that as long as you wake up every day with the sole purpose of not being a cunt usually everything turns out okay for you so just we have like, a mascot too if you're watching live yeah. this is the d-back bear back here racists homophobes uh all that kind of stuff you know the list goes on um just don't be cunts that's it we we understand the severity of the word but those people need to be called that word because that's what they are so Mm -hmm. we usually use the acronym dback so we don't have to say the c word a ton uh because we know that does offend some people as well uh but the gravity of what we're dealing with we usually um that it's warranted uh anyway the first one um because I forgot to make the joke, and I just want to make the joke, so he's going to be one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the defender, um, uh, Zorori, mm-hmm. from Burnley that saw the red card, made an ass of himself. Yes. His first name's an ass. <laughs> an ass, yeah, yes. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, so letting his team down, obviously. <laughs> uh, thank you. Uh, Dad jokes are worth, strong. Worth the whole thing there. <laughs> that whole buildup. Uh, the, the real one, though, seriously, um, is the guy, a uh, couple of guys, actually, mm-hmm. on uh, the old... Thread competition, X, mm-hmm. X Twitter. Yep. Twixter. Call it whatever you want. <laughs> I just need you to settle on a name and not have this rambling 20-second thing of what you're going to call it. Can't. Uh, because <laughs> when you have a household name like Kleenex and then you decide to change the name of your fucking company, it's just ridiculous and it needs to be called out for how stupid it is. So, old Musketeer, I hope you're listening. Uh, call it Twitter again, please. He start should to piss just me off. call it me. Because that's me, 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 me. Hey, speaking of which, we do have a t-shirt called It's All About Me on the DU Drip Shack. Ironically, about the co-host across the way from me. Well, I bring the funny. The So there was one man on Twitter that spouted a bunch of anti, I guess I guess you'd call it Brexit stuff, since technically he's foreign. Right. I mean, not technically he is foreign, he's French. It's not English. Right. Uh, but it was some essentially anti-French things uh, in, in Mopé's direction um, after missing uh, a couple of opportunities uh, in that game. And then um, the guy on Twitter, the other one, the second bloke that I saw, uh, that told uh, tweeted at Neil Mopé that he hopes his mom's dead and in the grave. Ew. And as people that have lost parents, uh, it's pretty fucked <laughs> to mm-hmm. wish that on somebody. Um, that sucks. So uh, don't then, do that. Then there were a handful of uh, fans. Uh, Mr. Uh, Williams of the American Toffee Pod uh, had to deal with it today because someone had uh, said uh, clearly 
uh, Neil Mopai made up this tweet and photoshopped everything to get everybody to not pay attention to the bad performance he had on the field. And this is straight gaslighting. And and, 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 and Ryan's defending. He's like, he's like, seriously, this is the fucking person you want to be. This is how you want people to think of you. And then he just like, much like my Leighton Baines hot take, got annihilated by like fucking five hundred fucking people. Who that Ryan just, did? Yeah, they just wanted to lay into him for for his opinion of no, he didn't make it up. Someone said something derogatory about his mother. Fuck you, D back. Uh, like, uh, <clears throat> it, uh, regrettably, I'm going to have to defend Ryan here. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody that does listen to the show for any length of time know we have a running feud. <laughs> so, regrettably, I'm going to have to take his side here. Funny, Mr. I Bring the Funny has like 10 running feuds, and I get along with everybody. <laughs> um, just get a life. Right. Just get a life. Over the last like eight years, you know, or so, yelling fake news is it, starting to get a bit old. Mm-hmm. Stop! It's fucking just... ridiculous. There, you know, a lot of journalists have a code. A lot of people have, you know, codes. I I don't think this is a Julian Smollett uh, instance here. Probably. It was a screenshot, and you could clearly see it was a screenshot. All of the commands on the Twitter box was in French. He is French. That's a lot of work to put in to yeah. fake something, especially when the culture of the club has been like what happened to uh, with uh, what's her name? Excuse me. The board member that claimed she got it up uh, mm, in the headlock. Yeah. Like when that's happened to you as a fan base for you to then turn around and project that onto somebody else. It's like that's like cheering for the rapist. Yeah, it's just, like, what it's are you doing? Horrible. It's it horrible. It makes no fucking sense, man. It's so fucking horrible. And it's stupid. It's fucking stupid. And I'll say it again. Get a fucking life, you idiot. Yeah, just like it's it's ridiculous. It's absolutely it's just absurd. D back. Just fucking D back. It's not that hard, man. Not that fucking hard. Wake it, up in the morning. Don't be a bad human being. Don't wish somebody's mother to die. Yeah. Because you would be screaming bloody murder if somebody wished and your mom to die. Don't defend the guy that did it. Yeah. And then don't defend him. Like, don't double yeah. down. I, there was like a fucking. bevy of people that were like, oh, well, he's not wrong. Like, no, 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 he's wrong. Uh, I mean, Jesus, Everton fan base. There's a lot of people that want to see us go down. And we're not helping them by just being a bunch of fucking assholes to boot. Like, fucking stop it, guys. Like, seriously. 100%. 100%. And I will finish with, real quick, um, Resume normal business. Ryan, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for joining us. Injury time is up next where we're going to talk, talk fantasy. We're going to talk uh, checking on the Ibs, our adopted club, and we're going to preview the weekend's matches. Sam, how does one find injury time? Absolutely. It's patreon.com forward slash do football show. Sign up to that one glorious $5 tier, and that will get you all the extra content. Uh, as Sam said, you get sound check, which is our actual sound check. We just catch up from the weekend while Mel checks our levels, uh, and you get an insight kind of into our lives and that kind of stuff and popular news stories from outside of football in a lot of cases mm -hmm. that we just talk about stuff, memes we've seen, shit like that. Um, and what we've been up to in our personal lives. Uh, and then injury time, which we, we check out on the uh, Ibs, uh, Hibernian, 
up in uh, up in I Edinburgh. Just, just what I just said. No, yeah, yeah. You don't need to repeat um, it. Up in Edinburgh because they uh, are a bunch of heroin addicts and we love them. That's well. That's why we we told I told the Scotsman. I said our adopted club in Scotland is Iberian, and he said why. I said train spotting. I said honestly, because <laughs> all the heroin addicts and train spotting supported him, so we were like, "Fuck it, let's support them." And he looked me right in the face. He said, "Good enough excuses, any." <laughs> I was like, yeah, "Exactly, fucking uh, right on." Edward, right back to the point about David Moyes not wanting to play the ball. <laughs> uh, uh, please, if you'd like to support the show beyond uh, Patreon, we also have our DU Drip Shack. You can find that on all of our social media. Uh, it's on our link tree and it's pinned to everywhere. We got a lot of fun shirts. Yep, and, and it's actually just dudripshack.com. It's yep. a, uh, pretty easy to remember. <clears throat> and uh, if you want to hang with us on the live feed tonight, we have uh, DU Does EFL. That's show. right. That's why we got rid of Championship Corner. We launched a new show mm -hmm. uh, where we go through some highlights of the EFL. So yep. that's a lot of fun. I, I personally wanted uh, DU Does the 72. Uh huh. I like I like DU does EFL. It, and but it's like not usual, D I get overruled. It's not DU does the EFL because da Debbie did not do the Dallas. Debbie simply did the Dallas. Dallas. <laughs> yeah. and that's how it's supposed to be, my friend. It's exactly how it's supposed to be. Diamond Dallas page? No. It's been a very wrestling heavy show. Till next week, everybody. More dinosaur kale and soup next time. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. To be a fan of fucking Everton Punch you in the eye And drink your rye Sam Houston Sam Houston Arsenal fans Have another Sam Right AA The fucking Gooner Graham Stuff of a lord Look straight in shorts Sam Graham Sam Graham